0: I'm a firm believer it takes a village. Families are our core support, obviously. I think everybody benefits when other adults come into children's lives, even though they might not be directly related. A lot of kids have a lot of support, but in a lot of these cases, especially these last three, they don't have grandparents
1: in the area. Welcome to another episode of the Interest of People podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nick Infelt. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. How are you, Pat? I'm doing great because this is a different kind of episode. This is more of like a happy story subject matter. <laughs> you're an instructor and an accompanist, right? Yes, I'm a piano teacher and an accompanist. Let's talk about your story. If I were to pitch it to someone, you're like a surrogate grandfather? Yeah, I've been doing sort of surrogate grandfathering here for the
0: last couple of years. But you need to know that before I was a piano teacher, I was a computer guy. You were? Yes, for about 35, maybe, be close to 40 years. I was a software engineer. I basically programmed computers. Grandfathering and computers don't have a lot to do with each other. <laughs> and so how I sort of got there was when I decided that I wanted to become a piano teacher and had been doing piano all of my life. I started when I was seven years old playing the piano and kept it up. So it was a career that I could easily shift into. I found that dealing with people was just so much more fun than dealing with computers all day long. That's sort of where I am now with my career is I'm teaching piano and accompanying choruses and so on, and having a great time doing that.
1: Okay, so when you do accompany work, it's for local music groups? and Yeah,
0: my wife, she's a conductor. She leads two senior choruses in the area and a church choir, and I'm the accompanist for those three groups. When you say instructor,
1: I immediately click back to when I learned piano as a little kid. Yeah. Do you teach all ages? Or oh, is yeah. It...
0: I teach all ages, from beginners to, I think my oldest student was about 70 years old, which is kind of nice because I get a lot of variety that way myself. So you were in the computer field. How did you run into piano? Did you just always love music? I had a decision to make in high school. Which was it going to be? Was it going to be music or was it going to be engineering? I loved them both. And, well, which one pays the bills better? (laughs) (laughs) So I went with the engineering. My piano teacher was totally miffed by that and sort of hated my decision. But that's what I did. But the thing is, I kept my piano active throughout my career, my later adult life. I did some shows for the Freightown Players and things like that. So I didn't lose my skills. You know, as I got towards the end of my career in computers, I could transition fairly easily to becoming a piano teacher. The thing I didn't have was the creds. You know, my my (laughs) diploma hanging on the wall was a computer science degree and nothing about music. I found out that Hood College offered a 16-credit hour piano pedagogy certificate. So I went and took that. It took me three years to get there. But I have that certificate now hanging on the wall underneath my computer science certificate. My students didn't really care, but I felt like I was more prepared now to be a piano teacher. Is that what people ask when they get a
1: piano teacher? It's like, well, are you
0: certified? No, they don't. They don't. (laughs) I mean, I've never been asked. I've been auditioned a couple times (laughs) by by parents, but nobody ever is asked, well, what's your education, you know?
1: Is there a song the parents ask for? it's like, oh, we really need to hear you bang out hot cross buns so (laughs) we can teach our kids to play it. (laughs)
0: No, nobody's asked me to actually play. (laughs) And I got to tell you, my first year, my wife has been a teacher all of her professional life in public school, and then she had her own studio for voice and piano. So she'd been doing it for a long time. And I tell you, my first year of teaching, and especially before having that certificate from Hood, was like tearing my hair out. Every night it was, honey, what do I do? I don't know what I'm doing. Help me, help me. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I would literally sweat through every lesson, but as I've done the training and as I've got much more experience, because this was back in 2008 when I started, I'm a member of the Frederick County Music Teachers Association,
1: and we meet generally once a month for meetings and ongoing education and sometimes for breakfasts. You switch from computers to piano to have more people time, and then eventually that just extended into what ended up happening.
0: In finding that I'm I'm very fond of people, I realized that my son, my only son from my first marriage and his wife, likely aren't going to have children. And that would render me never a grandfather. And so I was just sort of bemoaning that and lamenting that and thinking... That's too bad. Of course, my friends who are, you know, my age have been talking about their grandkids and how fond they are of them and how wonderful it is to have grandkids. And I'm like, oh, I'll never have that, right? <laughs> so let's fast forward to a few months out, where I had one piano student by the name of Belinda who her father got a job in a different city a couple hours away and they were gonna have to move. And her mom told me at her last lesson that they were gonna be moving, and it was sort of sad. This was a student that I really enjoyed and we had a nice relationship. Her last lesson was tearful. If I'm truthful. I would say both of our parts, it was tearful. So I made a pact with Belinda that we would stay in touch by sharing letters, you know, just sending letters back and forth through the mail. So we did that. At one point, I think it was two summers ago, I asked her, I said, would you like me to come and visit you? She said, yeah. I said, okay, well, I'll make arrangements with your mom to do that. And I went to their new home and just spent the day with Belinda, her mom, the rest of her family. And we just sort of hiked all day long and had a great time. It ended with ice cream, of course. All good stories. Yeah. And I was telling her mom my plight that I don't believe I'm ever going to be a true grandfather. Her mother says, well, you've been so good for Belinda with the piano lessons that if you want to adopt us, we'll adopt you. Suddenly it was like the world stopped because it was like, holy cow, here's a path to sort of be a grandfather, not a, still not a true one, never yeah. but still to do grandfatherly things. I was like, wow, this is great that I arrived as Mr. Nick, which is my teaching name, and I left as Grandpa Nick. So the distance proved to be a problem I mean we kept in touch and still via email and via letters and so on but that family's so busy I mean Belinda's not the only one there's three more kids in the family mm-hmm. and so they're just constantly busy so we haven't had a chance much to get together as certainly not as much as I would have liked to but it's interesting what that led to because after my visit with Belinda and her family I came back very excited and a week later we had dinner with some friends that we've for whatever reason we've had these friends for several years but we've never had dinner with them until this point. And they have a daughter named Haley who's about, I think at the time was about 12. I was all excited and told them that I have a granddaughter. <laughs> and so Jenny pipes up and she says, well, what about Haley? Haley's grandparents are out in the southwest of the yeah. U.S. and they never see her and they hardly have much contact with her. We would love for you to come into Haley's life and sort of be a grandfather to her as well. I looked at Haley and she was giving me thumbs up. So I said, sure, why not? So I started going over and she's like into The Flash and she's into a lot of TV And she's into music. She's into acting. She's a theater person. So we had a lot to share, actually, because one of the things she wanted to do was watch episodes of The Flash with me. We'd have popcorn, watch The Flash. (laughs) And I gotta tell you, you know, it's it's like interesting because she actually brought The Flash into my life. I mean, it (laughs) wasn't—I'd never (laughs) watched an episode. I didn't—I wouldn't know a TARDIS from a hole in the ground, you know, because she also liked Doctor Who. And so she introduced me to these TV series Mm -hmm. that were kind of cool. And now it's like I can't wait to see the next episode of The Flash. (laughs) But her mom was saying. Haley needs to get out more and and just be outside more. And so I said, well, okay. I play tennis a little bit. And I said, I'll take her over to the tennis court. We'll see how she is. So we went over to the tennis court, and I got a lot of exercise that afternoon, chasing balls. They were going everywhere, outside the fence. I said, Haley, would you like to learn how to do this? I said, I can teach you, or we can maybe get you in group lessons. And so she says, Yeah, that sounds great. So for her birthday, I enrolled her in group tennis lessons and took her as much as I could down to the group lessons so she could participate in that. And she had a blast. And now she's in high school. This is her first year of high school. And she is playing tennis at the high school with some other kids from the high school. I feel like I brought that into her life. And she's very happy about it. Of course, her mom is very happy about it because now. Haley is doing something besides hanging around the house. You yeah, know, She's outside doing things. Well, sometimes
1: you just need somebody to show you something new that you never realized that you'd enjoy. That's right. I think what happens a lot these days is everyone's so busy. You have a lot of things where it's like the parents are all over the place, really, really busy, and the kids oh, yeah. ends up being at home. It's like the idea that someone could spend time with a kid that just doesn't have someone who's there can be really, really great. That's helpful. right. That's right. So yeah. after Haley, who was next? Not too far from Haley's location
0: because Haley's parents had been sponsoring foreign exchange students for a number of years, and this particular year, they had a girl called Maya from Germany, and Deb and I were going to be visiting Germany in a few months from my becoming Haley's grandfather. I was keen on learning German. I really wanted to learn it because I'm always curious. I want to speak the language if I can. So I was slogging through German. So I thought, well, maybe Maya can help me with my German, and in exchange for that, I'll just give her piano lessons. So she said, sure, and started to do German lessons with her. I'd already been studying it. And then she decided, well, you know, she really doesn't want to do piano lessons because she's not here for that she's here to experience America. (laughs) So she didn't really want to take the time to practice and all that, which I can certainly understand. So the German lessons kind of stopped too, but I would try to speak German with her whenever I could. My wife and I got to know Maya fairly well and found out that she was interested in plants and gardening, just like my wife is. And so they hit it off really well. Maya came over a number of times to help Deb in the garden and, you know, got to know her pretty well. So for her birthday, we took her up to Longwood Gardens up in Pennsylvania for the day so she could experience that. Beautiful botanical garden up there. It was that day that she declared that Deb and I were her American grandparents. So <laughs> there's number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. It
1: was from her angle she made the declaration. She made the declaration.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was very glad to hear that because she's a great kid, love her, and didn't want when she went home, I didn't want that to be the end of it. I mm. wanted to because I want to do some traveling myself and Germany's high on my list. So I want to be sure to see her and her family some more. At some point after that, Maya said, you know, sometime during my life, I really want to go out and see the American Southwest. And I said, okay, well, I'm sort of from out there. I grew up in California and my family and I vacationed in Colorado and Arizona and New Mexico quite often. And I miss it myself. So I said, well, tell you what, if you can get yourself back here next summer, we'll go. And she was like, really? White eyes, big smile. I said, sure. She said, okay. So we started looking at videos of places that she might want to go. She knew the Grand Canyon was one place she definitely had to go. But she didn't know about what else was out there, which is, you know, incredible stuff out there. So we started looking at videos of possible destinations out yeah. in, the, in the Southwest. And every video was, I want to go there. I have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we got done looking at videos, we had a trip plan that was about six weeks. Well, neither one of us could take that much time. Yeah. So we managed to sort of pare it down to four weeks. She told her parents about it. They were Skyping one day, and she said, oh, you know, Nick's going to take me out to the Southwest next year. And they go, great. We want to go, too. <laughs> So now all of us, her whole family and I are going out to the Southwest in July and have a great time. It gives me such joy to be able to bring that into their lives because it's just a gorgeous place to be. And I said, you know, it's going to be hot. It's going to be July and it's going to be hot. And Maya says, bring it on. That's what I want. There's one more little bit to the story. There's a family in my church. There's three kids in this family. They lost their dad close to five years ago to a cancer The mom, Sue, is a teacher, and she's just really struggling. To have time for these kids because yeah. she's so busy. She has her commute is fairly long. This is something that she definitely did not sign up for. It's just rough. And I knew that, you know, the situation. And, I, and last summer I said to Sue, I said, well, how about I just take you all to Adventureland someday during the summer? They were all about it. And so we went to Adventureland out near Newmarket and just had a blast all day long and got to <laughs> know each other and had tears in my eyes when I saw the joy in the kids' eyes of just being out there and riding on the rides and, you know, something they wouldn't have. That day, They became grandkids numbers four five and six okay so we got a grouping for that one you you
1: managed to in one fell swoop double to me what's great about that is there's a world out there where you're just teaching piano and just going like man i never got grandkids yeah. You never went on any of these kind of things. Yeah, kids, it's a wonderful thing because you think of the phrase like "it takes a village" or any of that kind it of stuff. It does
0: take a. I'm a firm believer. That it takes a village. Families are our core support, obviously, but I don't see any problem crossing those boundaries. I think everybody benefits when other adults come into children's lives, yeah. even though they might not be directly related. A lot of kids have a lot of support. They have, you know, they have grandparents in the area. They have aunts. They have uncles. But in a lot of these cases, especially these last three, they don't have grandparents in the area poor Sue, it's all on her head to be there for these kids without any support from any other family members nearby. So gosh, you know, nobody's
1: losing on it. Everybody's (laughs) winning on this, right? Sometimes people can be passive when it comes to hoping that someone will do something nice for them or something nice will happen. Right. You could just go out and just do something for somebody. Just go do it.
0: Just go do it. There's a huge need out there. There are a lot of families where there's one parent. Gosh, I can't imagine myself trying to make that work. I mean, that's just got to be so stressful. And of course, all of that stress ends up expressing itself within the family. So the kids are feeling the stress of it as well. Whereas if they can get a little relief, you know, by having somebody else active in the lives to take a little bit of the load. I mean, I'm doing things for the youngest one of these three. You know, he's having some doctor's appointments and so on. Mom can't do it, she's at work. So I I, I wouldn't say I'm retired, but I have my mornings more or less. (laughs) You have a more flexible schedule. I have more flexible (laughs) schedule. So I'm able to take him to his appointments. Not only is this just about, oh, let's have fun. This is also about the practical aspects of things. And I've gone over to their house, and I've repaired things, and I helped the girl organize her room. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm doing the not-so-glamorous parts of being a grandfather, too. I'm doing the nuts and bolts yeah. as well. And that, of course, is what I want. I mean, I want to be an authentic grandfather as far as I can go. The joys that it brings. I mean, if you, if you like people and you (laughs) like kids especially. It's just a a, a mountain of joy that can be brought into your own life as well as uh, those that you're helping out.
1: Also good for sending out Christmas cards, I bet. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So... I would highly recommend this to anybody who, who wants to have children in their lives and wants to help, be helpful to consider it because there is a huge need out there. Just think about
1: it. In many cases, there's probably someone out there that could use a friend. Exactly. Who can say they have too many friends? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's impossible. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for telling me about this. Oh, my I, pleasure. I just love the idea. I love the everyone's one hello from a good conversation, a brand new friend. Absolutely. And I think that this is a really great form of that because there's probably people out there that, the worst thing in the world is when you're sitting there like, what am i going to do with this time right you can apply it like this is a great way to apply that time a great way to apply it well thank you so much for that i end every episode of the podcast with the exact same question okay what has you excited about the future what are you looking forward to
0: well for me personally it's traveling i am looking forward to traveling you know taking some of my grandkids with me
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's too fun well thank you so much thank you thank you pat